0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1750. Where should I invest my short-term stash? By Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Where should I invest my short-term stash? By Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. So we've established that while long-term stock market returns have been quite predictable for over 100 years, with an after-inflation return of over 7% per year, we've also noticed that they fly up and down in an absurdly random manner in the short term. And the short term can actually mean periods of up to 15 years. So for long-term savings, like the money you're saving in 401ks, Roth IRAs, Canadian RRSPs and such, stocks are still the best balance of large long-term gains versus risk. You'll see some alarming swings if you check the stock prices every day. But if you just open up your statement on the day you turn 59 and a half to start your withdrawals, you'll probably be pleasantly surprised. What about money you need for more immediate needs? Say you're saving for a house down payment that will take two years to accrue. Or you received a gift from your grandma to pay for your college education, but you won't even be graduating from high school for three years. Here's a list of investment types and their current approximate return rate, listed in order from safest to most volatile and most rewarding over time. No volatility. Bank accounts. The best I know of is ING Direct Orange Savings Account still only 1% right now. Checking accounts don't deserve any of your money, enough to handle the monthly automatic bill payments only. Money market funds, such as Vanguard's Prime Money Market Fund, have historically delivered higher returns than savings accounts, but not with today's lowest in history interest rates, less than 1%, so skip them for now. Certificates of deposit, where your money is locked up for a specified time period in exchange for more return. I just copied the following rates from bankrate.com. A one-year CD at 1.3% APY with a $1,000 minimum balance. A three-year CD with a 2% APY with a $500 minimum balance. And a five-year CD with a 2.7% APY with a $500 minimum balance. And of course, the best guaranteed no volatility place to invest your money may be paying off existing debt. Your mortgage, your student loan, or if you still have super bad loans like car or credit card debt, you need to get on those, emergency style, before you consider saving for anything else. As I suggested in an earlier article called Springy Debt Instead of a Cash Cushion, until you're completely debt free, it may make sense to use a line of credit as your cash cushion instead of short term savings. Because which one makes more sense? Saving for an upcoming purchase on a 1% bank account while simultaneously paying 4.5% on your mortgage? Or putting all the short term money into the mortgage and just borrowing back whatever you need at 3.25% in the form of a line of credit? Another reason I like this approach is it reminds you that until you are mortgage-free, you are effectively borrowing for everything you buy. Not necessarily bad, but it's good to be reminded of this when you're at the pub deciding whether or not to spring for another pitcher. Medium volatility, medium returns. High quality corporate bonds. These have recently delivered a 4-5% to return and yet are much less jumpy than stocks. After looking at that 10-year comparison of a suitable Vanguard bond fund, VFSTX, compared to my favorite big U.S. index fund, VFINX, you might wonder why would anyone buy stocks when bonds do so well? The answer lies in the longer term. Since its inception in 1976, the stock fund has compounded at 10.72% while the bond fund, started in 1982, weighed in at only 6.99%. Over a 30-year period, a single $100,000 invested in stocks would have become $2.1 million. Meanwhile, a bond investor would only have $759,000. Still, for one to three-year savings with a still reasonable return, I'd feel fairly happy with the bond fund myself. Mixed stocks and bond funds. Vanguard's VBINX is a mixture of 60% large company stocks and 40% investment-grade bonds. In bad markets, it's safer than VFINX. In good markets, it underperforms the pure stocks. For someone like me who wants a growing but semi-stable pool of money to use up over the next 5 to 10 years, a mixed fund can be a good choice. I can leave my long-term old man money in stocks, but keep five years of living expenses in a mixed fund like this and automatically make monthly transfers to a checking account to fund regular living. In the event of a stock market crash in the long-term investments, the VBINX takes a much smaller hit and thus principal is preserved. Then I could wait at least five years for a recovery in the main market before topping up this fund again. In all cases, do your own math on short-term savings and figure out how much you expect to earn from the investment. If you're just saving to buy a tricycle for your daughter next month or a $5,000 used car in three months, there's not much benefit in worrying about investment returns. Also remember that the more you cut your spending in general, the faster your savings accrue, meaning you don't have to think about saving as much. Some dual-income families need to plan months ahead even for a new washing machine, while their mustachian counterparts could buy an entire car with less than a month's notice. And the only effect would be that they would pour less into their long-term investment accounts that month. This flexibility and convenience makes your life much simpler and happier. Yet another reason frugality rules. You just listen to the post titled Where Should I Invest My Short-Term Stash by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. USPS Ground Advantage, Simple, Affordable, Reliable. I got the impression from this article that Mr. Money Mustache is a mortgage-free kind of guy. And while I understand the rationale, I have no interest in paying off my mortgage for a few reasons. Firstly, the recommendation to pay off your house and just borrow against it if you happen to need money later assumes you'll get access to a line of credit later. In my specific situation where I left W-2 employment to pursue self-employment, I likely won't be approved for a home equity line of credit until I have two years of self-employment under my belt. So this approach is too risky for my taste. I'm also not comfortable having a large amount of my money locked up in my house because if I need to access that money, my choices are the HELOC, which I likely wouldn't be approved for right now, or to sell the house. I like the advice from my friend Frank Vasquez over at Risk Parity Radio, who recommends to have no more than 10 to 20% of your net worth in your residence so that you can put the bulk of your money into income producing assets. There will likely be a day where 10% of my net worth equals the paid off house, but I'm just not there yet. I also look at different pools of money having different jobs. The money I invest has the job of growth I'm going to leave that money alone and let compound interest work its magic. But the money I hold in cash has the job of liquidity and easy access. I keep it in a savings account and I don't care that it's not growing because that's not its job. While I do like the exploration of other options like CDs, for example, I put some money in a CD many years ago, but then ran into a situation where I needed the money and I had to pay a penalty to take it out early. And I know you can do a CD ladder to get around this, but I'm not sure I can be bothered to set this up with the relatively low interest rate offered by CDs right now. Again, the interest rate is irrelevant anyway because I don't care about this money growing. I care about quick and easy access. And that will do it for today. Have a great Christmas Eve. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back here reading for you tomorrow on Christmas Day, where your optimal life awaits.